everybody and welcome to Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I'm your host, Bill. And this week, going into the middle frame of Imagination Land. Last episode started off with episode one. And today going to be talking about part two, episode two of Imagination Land. Um... This is going to be a very interesting episode, I think, to say the least. And let's just get right into it. Let's not waste any time. Let's get to part two of Imagination Land. The episode was written and directed by Trey Parker and originally aired on October 24th, 2007. So we begin with Cartman going... Previously, on Battlestar Galactica, which was actually kind of funny. Um, And we just get clips of everything that previously happened in our last episode. So now we get to the beginning of episode two. And we start with Butters waking up in his bed. And his parents come over and they bring him waffles with syrup on it. And Butters explains that... You know, he's had this terrible dream that he was in Imagination Land and that, you know, everything was being blown up and, you know, it just, he was in trouble. To which his parents tell him, well, Butters, I hate to tell you, this is the dream. You're still in Imagination Land. So Butters sees that the wall is about to come down and everyone's getting prepared. And here come some of the most evil, imaginated creatures, people that have ever existed coming into Imagination Land, taking over, killing everyone. There's Freddy Krueger, there's Jason Voorhees, there's, you know, Stormtroopers. We have the alien from Alien destroy the mayor. And we have the Predator trying to kill Butters, but misses. And Butters goes to the mayor as the mayor is just dying away. He's like, what should I do? How do I get out of here? And the mayor is like, you should click your heels three times. And Butters is like, really? No, you dipshit! (laughs) Which I really like. So he tells him that he's got to go into this forest... And it'll take, if he follows the path in the forest, it'll take him to a special castle where there are more imaginary characters there ready to help him out. Meanwhile, Cartman has a dream of his own. He's out in the fields, and he sees Kyle. And, you know, because Cartman won the bet, Kyle has to suck Cartman's balls. But as Kyle turns around, his lips are sewn up. So there are no lips. And Carmen wakes up from his dream while he's on a bus going to Washington, D.C. So Stan and Kyle now, they are in a kind of an interrogation room talking to a couple of officials from the Pentagon, from the Department of Defense. And they talk about how they know that they were in Imagination Land. And 
they try to get them to, you know, tell them everything that they know. And I like the one guy, uh, Thomas, where he's like, are you involved with the Chinese? Did the Chinese make you do this? Chinese? And you're like, no. And then they get into this whole spiel about how the U.S. invented this portal back in 1962 to try to get to Imagination Land to try to beat the Russians. Well, the boys weren't supposed to know. So, good job there, Thomas. Good job. So, now, Stan and Kyle, they go into the room where they're building this port, and they talk some more, and then they mention that the guy that got him there, well, they got him on a, on a, you know, on a balloon, he had a song. The Imagination Song. And they're like, well, can you sing the Imagination Song? And they try their best. So it keeps going for a little bit. Meanwhile, all the evil characters come together and they are trying to, they're planning out what they're going to do. They might build a castle at this particular land. They might go destroy the rest of Imagination Land, take it as their own. And then all of a sudden, the Woodland Critters come by. You know, the Woodland Critter Christmas characters. They're like, hey, we shouldn't be fighting. We should be trying to get work together, try to help get a good cause. And, and one of the characters is like, who came up with this guy? These guys? And another character's like, I don't know, but that's one messed up little boy. So, the next scene, we see Cartman. He's on the phone trying to get in touch with the government. And poor Thomas, again, he messes it all up, talking about how there is no imaginary... Uh, gate to get into and that no one will go there and no one should know how to oh boy so stan and kyle they finally finish singing the imagination song and the portal opens so now they've got the portal open and what are they gonna do well we'll have to see meanwhile Butters is with the Lollipop King and Snarf of Thundercats. I know, that's not a sentence I thought I'd say very often, if ever. And they're on this path, and they see that Strawberry Shortcake has been kidnapped and beat up. The Headless Horseman beat him up, beat her up, and Frankenstein's monster beat him up? Okay, I, I've seen Frankenstein. I actually love the original Frankenstein. How is he able to get his foot up? Just saying. So then, you know, they try to get her to talk. She won't talk. And the woodland critter, Chris, you know, the woodland critters are like, how about we just beat her up? How about we pee on her? How about we get somebody with AIDS to pee in her eye socket? No, we're not getting anyone who has AIDS. Aww. So, um... So now, you know, Butters and the gang, they're like, oh gosh, we, we might want to get out of here. 
Meanwhile, a group of soldiers are ready to go, and they are led by Kurt Russell. Yeah, Kurt Russell. And Kurt's like, uh, I don't know if I should be doing this. It may not be a good idea. And one of the military people is like, yeah, you know, you. this is just like the movie you were in. It's kind of like that. Well, I'll get into that movie in a minute. But I do want to talk about Kurt Russell. Uh, Kurt Russell, who is 70 years old, he's been acting since 1962. He's been in a lot of films. His first film is an uncredited cameo, 1963's It Happened at the World's Fair. Um, from there, he would go on <coughs> excuse me, to do bigger movies. Um, he would do The Computer Wore Tennis Shoes. He would be in Escape from New York, The Fox and the Hound, The Thing, Silkwood, Big Trouble in Little China, Tango and Cash, Backdraft, Tombstone, Stargate, which I'll talk about in a moment, Executive Decision, Escape from L.A., 3,000 Miles to Graceland, Vanilla Sky, Miracle, Sky High, and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, among others. And one of my favorite, actually, of his movies is a documentary that he's in called The Battered Bastards of Baseball. Really good documentary. Check it out. It is on Netflix. And, of course, he was also on... He also did a lot of television. Um, Dennis the Menace was his first appearance back in 1962. He was on The Man from UNCLE. He was in a couple episodes of The Fugitive, Gilligan's Island, Lost in Space, Room 222. He has done a lot of work, and he's been very, very successful throughout his career. Even though he never got an Academy Award nomination, he did get a Primetime Emmy nomination for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Limited Series or Special in 1979 in Elvis, but he did get a Golden Globe nomination in 1984 for Best Supporting Actor in a Motion Picture for the movie Silkwood. Now, the movie that they are talking about is Stargate, which came out in October of 1994. It uh, was directed by Roland Emmerich and along with Kurt Russell starred James Spader, Jay Davidson, and Vivica Lindfors. Had a $55 million budget and made $196 million at the box office. And you'd think, well, it did really good. Well, not necessarily with the critics. On Rotten Tomatoes, it has an approval rating of 53%. Um, on Metacritic, it has an average score of 42 out of 100. At MRQE, it holds a score of 64 out of 100. Most of the negativity focused on the overuse of special effects, the thinness of plot, and ex excessive use of cliches. Roger Ebert went so far as to say, in his review, the movie Ed Wood, about the worst director of all time, was made to prepare us for Stargate. Ebert awarded the film one out of four stars, and even over ten years later, Stargate remained one of his on his list of most hated films. 
The positive review stated that it was an instant camp classic and praised the film for its special effects and entertainment value, with Chris Hicks of the Desert News calling it Star Wars meets Ben-Hur. Don't know if that's a good comparison or not. Scott McKenzie from DVD Active said, It's a shame because the world created around the Stargate is compelling and detailed. It's almost enough to make me want to watch the TV series, but not quite. Now, the TV series would come out in the middle of the 90s, mid to late 90s, and would star Richard Dean Anderson. Yes, MacGyver himself as the star of that show. Um, the biggest award that the movie Stargate won was the Saturn Award for the Best Science Fiction Film that year from the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films. So, the movies that it went up against that year uh, for that category include Body Snatchers, No Escape, The Puppet Masters, Star Trek Generations, Street Fighter, and Time Cop. And that's our look at Stargate and our look at Kurt Russell. So back to the episode, Kurt Russell leads the gang into the portal. They're about to go in. Meanwhile, Cartman breaks into the entire building, breaking in through Sector 2, and he finds Kyle and says, you got to do this. You have to suck my balls. Part of the contract. So <coughs> Kyle reluctantly goes. And they go to a conference room, and Cartman starts to get dressed up as a as a king this time. And he slowly gets ready, and Kyle's like, can we get this done? I want to go back. I want to see this. And Cartman's just taking his sweet, sweet time. Meanwhile, the military group led by Kurt Russell has made it into Imagination Land. And at first, everything's okay. And then Kurt Russell sees, well, there's a, a squirrel. The squirrel is there. And then here comes a rabbit and a bear and other animals. And they start talking to him. And Stan's like, wait a minute. I've heard this. And then he's like, get him out of there. Get him out of there. Well, it's too late because <sighs> Kurt Russell and the military, they raped to death and killed <coughs> both wonderful you know things to happen to them in imagination land then all of a sudden man bear pig comes out man bear pig has made it to the other side so man bear pig he is destroying everyone and kyle and carmen they get this alarm that's like you got to get to a safer place Carmen is like, no, we can't. And the military is like, no, you guys have got to come. So now Man Bear Pig is destroying everybody and everything. And, you know, they're doing whatever they can. Kyle comes in. Man Bear Pig grabs Kyle by the throat. And Stan is just over there. And then somebody pushes a button to turn off the portal but before they can, before the portal completely goes off, Stan and Man Bear Pig get sucked into the portal into Imagination Land, and Kyle lays there 
on the ground, just laying there on the ground. Meanwhile, Butters, the Lollipop King, and Snarf are still together, and Snarf is talking, to which Butters goes, Snarf, can you shut up for just five minutes, please? Which is a pretty funny line. Then they get to the castle. They get to Castle Sunshine, and they're trying to get all the imaginary characters in to be safe, to be ready for this war that's going to happen. So they ask them who they are, what you know, what imaginary story did they come from? And Butters is like, oh, I'm not imaginary. I'm actually a real person. Uh, the guy with the hat with a balloon came in, and they're like, Ah, you're one of the you're one of the terrorists. Come with me. We'll see what happens to them in a minute. Meanwhile, they try to revive Kyle back, and they gave up. And it's like he's dead. And Carmen is just sad, and he's like, "No, you can't. You can't. You cannot die. You never quite on me." So he does everything. He's doing CPR. He's hitting him, and Kyle manages to come out. He makes it alive. And they give him some oxygen for him to breathe in. Meanwhile, Butters is about to visit the Council of Nine. And the Council of Nine are trying to figure out what to do with, you know, the evil imaginary characters. Well, the, the uh, Council of Nine consists of Aslan, Gandalf, Glenda the Good Witch, Luke Skywalker, Morpheus... Popeye, Wonder Woman, Jesus, and Zeus. Popeye's the one that kind of interests me the most. So, Butters explains what happens, and they figure out that Butters is the key. He's the key to taking back Imagination Land. To which Butters is like, Oh, I don't really want to be the key. Can someone else be the key? I don't, I don't want to be the key. So, then... We see Kyle is laying in a hospital bed. You know, he's got breathing tubes on him. And a Cartman comes up. And he's like, hi, Kyle. And that is the end of part two of Imagination Land. I really liked this episode. This episode actually had me laughing. Uh, which is kind of a, a good thing. Um, because the first episode was kind of like the introduction. This one, you could do the funny jokes and you could do a really good job with it. So, um, I'm giving this a 9 out of 10. I really enjoyed this episode a, a tremendous bit. Maybe my favorite up to this point. At least in the Imagination Land uh, series here. Um, just going to read one quick reception and a couple of cultural references, then I'll get to IMDb. IGN gave this episode a 7.9 out of 10, saying that the episode definitely feels like the second part of a trilogy that should only have been two parts. Hmm. Uh, I already referenced uh, Stargate and Battlestar Galactica. There's two other references they used in this episode. Uh, the scene where they resuscitate Kyle is a scene from 
James Cameron's The Abyss, and Sunshine Castle is reminiscent of Rivendell from the Lord of the Rings fantasy novel series. And, you know, because I, I actually have seen the first Lord of the Rings movie, so I could see where the resemblance is on that. Alright, let's get to IMDb and see what people thought about this episode. Of over 3,000 reviews, the or, uh, you know, writers, fans, whatever, the average rating is a 9 out of 10. Over 1,400 people gave this episode a 10. 789 people gave it a 9. That's going to be the grade I give it this week. 409 people gave it an 8. 83 people gave it a 2 or a 1. Uh, with males, the, the average rating was a 9. Its highest demographic is in the 18 to 29 range with a 9.2 rating. Females' average rating is an 8.9. Highest demographic, also 18 to 29, with a 9.2 rating there. Going to read some reviews, not all the reviews. So let's start with Eki Bleaky, who wrote, we have, here, we have here a one good South Park show. If anybody wants to suck some balls, it's Kyle. But will he ever? But is this trilogy going to end with some good stuff? Will Kyle suck Eric's balls? Will Butters get out of Imagination Land? And will the U.S. blow up everything? South Park is one of my favorite shows, and I hope they will keep producing more, more shows. I haven't watched a good South Park show in a long time, but this trilogy will be the best. Okay, uh, this one I'm going to read from Gangsta Hippie, and I have to, I have to cut this off here because... The first part of the review is the same as from the previous episode. So I'm going to read where, you know, the new, new uh, text, I guess, would be, begins. In this one, we see all the evil imaginary characters torture and kill the good characters. There are many evil characters, such as Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, and even the woodland critters from a previous South Park episode. These creatures are simply sick. Even Jason states, Man, I do not want to meet the kid who thought those things up. And the last review is from Briar444, who wrote, This episode is definitely, in my opinion, the best episode of season 11. The episode itself is very enjoyable with many classic characters. I was pleased to see Xenomorph, Khan, Tron Guy, Predator, the Stormtroopers, etc., Interesting storyline, the jokes weren't as unoriginal as some of the earlier Season 11 episodes. I was impressed by all the characters they were able to incorporate into the episode, the Imagination Land Wall being the reason for the characters overall, but 8.5 out of 10, the episode was funny, but the plot could have been better. And I'm going to save Rain Dog Jr. for the next episode because he usually gives a good overall review of different episodes so that is going to do it for this episode uh quick plugs you can follow the show on twitter at sharks pond 97 and you can join the facebook group sharks pond a south park podcast you type that in the search bar 
you know, right there and then add yourself and you're good to go. And if you can't find it, it's okay. I put the link in the description of each and every episode. All right. Well, next episode is the finale to Imagination Land. What will happen? What's going to be the end-all result to this three-parter and... I'll talk about some of the accolades that this miniseries, this three-parter, has earned over the years. Thank you all for tuning in, and you've been listening to Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast.